Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Well, good day to you. This is Brad Zockel, and you are listening to Questions About Heaven. Boy, I appreciate the fact that you're here. It's a wonderful day today, as I know it is with you, and uh, maybe we hit some, uh, you know, challenges or persecutions, but in the end, we know in the long run, the promises of God all the way through the scripture, and I hope that as we get going here, that you might take down some of these as notes in your Bible and take a look at the answers to the questions that we have and let the Lord answer these through his word. I am uh, very, very excited as uh, we are coming up on our series of books. The first of our series of books we're coming up is the Heaven is Home series, and it looks like within the next two weeks, as of this podcast, that we're going to be able to present the first Heaven is Home question and answer book, along with a workbook in the back part that you will be able to exercise and work and become a teacher, uh, being able to work in Bible studies, small groups, youth pastoring, whatever you do, you might be able to uh, use this as a good study guide, mark all through it, have a great time, and in that, it helps out our ministry as it purchase these books, and it'll help us as we continue to meet the needs around the country of those that we're trying to serve in teaching and giving biblical education, whether it's in Tanzania or in Virginia, wherever we're serving, then you're able to be a part of that too. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate the fact that we can get together here. Now, the question that we have right now, when I was on in uh, on one of the social media, and we had a question coming up, and somebody was was just very curious, I maybe even more than curious, they were asking the question, and it seemed like kind of a doubting, and they said, well, well why can't Christians be raised from the dead like Jesus was? And the very fact, the joyful answer is that we are. The believer in Jesus Christ is going to be resurrected such as Jesus did. As a matter of fact, it'll be instantaneous. And we know this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. It's telling us, as Paul, who has been a resident of heaven, been able to have been there, have been there, uh, you see in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, that he has been caught up in the paradise. I like that term, caught up that he was taken up there, was able to see paradise. Now, he comes back down with a boldness, with a strength uh, that was 14 years earlier, uh, as he writes about that. And so, as we read that, he talks about the wonder of being able to understand that when you leave this body, you will be with the Lord. Think of it, Philippians chapter 1 and verse 21. For to me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. And Paul has said this. This is this is much, much better. This is an advantage. That word for gain is kerdos, and it can mean advantage or uh, even profitable. And he's saying something about leaving this life makes it uh, even better in the existence of the Christian. He says in uh, two verses later in verse 23, that if I'm to leave this body, I will be with Jesus, which is far better. Well, that's going to include something very supernatural, which we would call the resurrection. It happens instantaneously, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. To be absent from this body is to be at home with the Lord. Very, very important for us to see this. Do Christians have 
the benefit, the enjoyment, the wonder of a resurrected body. Is this true? Okay, so let's take a look at this. We see there is a, there is a discussion by Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And through here, as he talks, the question about the resurrection of people. What if there is no resurrection? So you start looking in verses 13 through 19, and he's saying, well, you know, there are some of the people of the city were saying, well, there's no such thing as a resurrection. Well, then Paul says, if there is no resurrection at all, Christ wasn't raised from the dead because that would be a resurrection. And if that is not possible, then the gospel can't be possible. The ministry is not possible. Everybody is lying. This is all a sham. This is a con job. And this is just an absolute mess. It's pitiable to think about. And all, and this just doesn't make any sense. So everything hinges on not only that Jesus is the one we follow, but it all hinges on this. Is Jesus God? Did Jesus indeed die for our sins? And was he victorious over that? So when we see this, we find that Christ was raised from the dead. As a matter of fact, when we go down through the scriptures, it tells us this. Christ was the first fruits of those who are dead. Now, what's that mean? Well, when you take a look in the Bible, uh, you're seeing this term first fruits, and it has a great significance of the people of that time because you're thinking about the harvest celebration. And when the first crops came in, a farmer would take a handful of a sheaf of wheat and he would take it on in. And he would lay it out there as a thanks to the Lord in anticipation and, can I say, in looking to the promise that there'll be much more. There'll be acres and acres of grain. This is just a sample. This is the beginning of that wonderful harvest. Well, that's what this means. Okay, Jesus was the prototype, if you want to say that way. He was a first. He was out front here. And he's giving an idea of what happens to the rest of the believers who have gone on and faced death, they'll be resurrected. They are going to be resurrected. Their souls are in heaven. Their bodies will meet up with them. And this has just started. Jesus raised from the dead. Jesus is alive. Death did not hold him down. And the believers, in their instantaneous meeting with the Lord, like it says in Luke chapter 16, when Lazarus, the faithful Lazarus, the righteous Lazarus, when he died, the angels took him immediately to heaven. All right, and we see this. And then the promise continuing through 1 Corinthians 15, 53 through 57, it just reminds you, now this is what happens to you in this resurrection. You have a perishable body right now. It breaks down, you get colds, you get COVID. Some people get cancer. Uh, some people break limbs. Uh, there, there are different things that will tear down the body. It's perishable. We're reminding of that all the time. Uh, you... You lose teeth, you lose your eyesight, uh, and different things. You lose your hair, perishable body, but it will become imperishable. What a promise. Death is no longer an intimidator. Christ has taken care of that. Uh, the, uh, the, the idea of any injury or illness is gone. It says this is a mortal body. It will take on immortality. 
this is really kind of hard for us to grasp because we have we have a perishable mind. We have a very small mind that it, it tries to wrap or even reach into the idea of eternity, and these things are stretching it very, very far. So what we do is we grab the scripture, we hold onto the scripture in the way that we can grasp it and understand what we can. So don't be intimidated by the universality, by the foreverness of all of this, by the eternity, which can really make the mind swoon. But follow this. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, we read about the rapture. And in that, verses 13 through 18 talk about that. In verse 14, we'll remind you about this wonder of the resurrection. It says, for the ones that are faithful and believing in Jesus Christ, God will bring them with him into heaven. It's a promise. God will bring them into heaven here. I find this very, very powerful. Romans chapter 6 says this about the Christian. You are united with Christ in his death. You will also be united in the likeness of his resurrection. Now, what more powerful passage can you get than that? You were reunited with him in his death. You will be united with him in his resurrection. Romans chapter 6 and verse 5. This is why the Christian can say this. We're all going to face this death unless the harpazo, the rapture will come. But even with that, we can actually in all seriousness, repeat the words that we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55, and also was mentioned in the Old Testament and also referred to in Hosea chapter 13, verse 14. Where is your power, death? Where is your sting? Grave, where is that victory you seek? It's not going to happen with us. We're going to be resurrected. What a powerful word and what a powerful promise. This comes from Yahweh, the only one it could come from. Think about it. The world can't give you resurrection. Um, The enemy can't give you any resurrection. That's a resurrection unto death. We read about that as we go into the last chapters of Revelation, and we see how those will be, in Revelation 20, will face the judgment from not believing the Lord, and that's uh, not a resurrection that anybody would want. The resurrection that the believer has of the promise of a new body. Revelation 21 verse 5, I make all things new, says the Lord. And we thank Yahweh for that. We thank the Lord. Yahweh Shalom, the God of peace. How can we have this peace? Philippians 4 7 says we can have this peace. We can't even explain. We can't even understand. Why? Because it's from God. And it's so rich. It's so full. It's like trying to hug the Pacific Ocean. You just can't, you can't grasp this. This is so deep, so powerful. Well, there's more I can say, but I think for today, that's what we'll stop at right now. The promise of the resurrection to the believer. What a great and grand promise. And with those that went on before us within the past year, we've lost a number of family members here uh, within uh, our immediate family uh, and those, and they were all believers. As a matter of fact, just last week, my father stepped into eternity at age of 93, suffering deeply from Alzheimer's. Uh, He peacefully went in his sleep and is in the arms of Jesus right now, and he has a resurrected body. He has a a time that uh, of peace and of comfort, as it says in Luke chapter 16, a time of joy, an eternal time of joy, as it says in Matthew chapter 25. All of these promises can come to the believer. And if you know Jesus Christ as Savior, that's a promise for you, my friend. Hey, this is Brad Zockel, 
And I thank you so much. We've been listening to questions about heaven and our heaven tour. I'm very excited about this. It will go in earnest here in the coming uh, months as we get going here into the next year. And we will be um, meeting on our heaven tour in different locations around the country and in conferences. And I hope I get to see you. But until then, then I'm available on the different social media and these podcasts. And we can have a great time together. Thank you so much. God bless you. And Lord willing, we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.